Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Beast, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. This is Mikey Lynch, and in this episode, we have my conversation with Peter Wynond, um, one of the founders of Adapt Brand in the Netherlands. We um, uh, we talk about um, his opinions about <laughs> blade trade sites, the ways their skates evolve, common complaints about Adapt Brand skates, advice for people who might start their own business. Um, uh, and also there's this cool kind of, you know, Ollivander's shop where Harry Potter goes to get his wand and they go, hmm, you need a little bit of phoenix feather and a unicorn horn in your... Well, he kind of does this whole Ollivander's shop thing and um, and knows exactly what my skates are, that I got second hand, and tells me the story behind my own skates, which is quite, <laughs> quite fun. Um, uh, yeah, I hope it gives you a, a, a fresh insight into a pretty unique and special elite um, inline skate. Um, and uh, well, here we go. Hello. Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? I sure can. You're coming through very clear. I'm glad we finally managed to find a time when we could do this. Yeah. Uh, if you hear a, a noise on the back, uh, Olga is taking a shower, uh, <laughs> so that's maybe the noise. Okay, cool. I'm not sure if you hear it, it's like a weird noise, but it should stop anytime soon. Well, for the sake of the environment and looking after not using too much water, I hope so. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> cool, man. Hey, I, I'll keep this fairly short so you can get back to your um, watching various motorsports. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know you've what done a... What was that? It was in Australia. Yeah. I watched uh, MotoGP. Uh, it was in Australia. Wow, very good. So you're ready then. You're in the, the right... Um, yeah. You're upside down already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you and Olga both did quite a long interview with Ricardo Lino kind of recently, and so if people want to hear a, a more long and full story, they can listen to that. But I just had some, just some narrow questions just to look at what you guys do from some different points of view, and so we'll give a yeah. go at this. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Cool. Okay. Um, so, first of all, um, for, from, um, from my experience with your skates, I, I saw you guys online and then began to hear people speak very highly of you um, mm-hmm. and was planning to, to buy um, new boots, but then Australian blade trade came in and someone with exactly my size foot was selling the boot. And so I ended up only getting wheels and bearings from you. But my first yeah. question is, what, what do you guys think about, do you have an opinion about blade trade sites, good or bad, from a manufacturer's uh, point of view? Well, in the beginning, I, I kind of had like more of a bad feeling towards it, um, because with a, with a small brand like Adapt, we change quite a lot. So, 
over the years our skates have like improved a lot and then for some reason if people buy older models from like second hand they don't get the full experience that that we like put all this work in to get them up to date and then like so that was my first view um, on this but it slightly changed with uh, there's been a Facebook uh, group um, with adept owners yes and I actually thought that was really cool, um, and I've been following it and, and trying to like post stuff myself because I think because it's such a small community and not not a lot of people have have the amount of money to pay for a new pair. Um, I think it's quite interesting if if it's their first pair and then they maybe can compare it when they finally would get a new pair and see what the progress has been uh, over the years. Um, we, we've also tried to help out people that buy them secondhand uh, and maybe had a, a problem with them. Like they, can, they can always send them to me and I would repair them or, or do some upgrades on them. So yeah, I think at wow. this point it's it's been pretty good actually. And I like to see that people are actually keeping the skates alive, which is also fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, think um, that's really interesting. I mean, that uh, I um, I think... Maybe I'm common with some others who think, uh, hope that the skate works well, know it's a big expense, and so the opportunity yeah. to buy secondhand gives a gives a, a sample to try. Um, yeah. But because the experience for me has been so very positive, um, uh, it, it makes me eager. Uh, you know, next time I think I'll be coming back to you guys. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's that's the that's the thing where if someone says, you know, oh no, this I tried, I tried second hand, and it was good. Yeah. Understanding what you just said, understanding there have been changes between models. Um, yeah. Hopefully, it because part of what you're doing is something so both so high quality and also so so uh, pleasant to look at and to touch and to, you know, then um, then maybe it increases a, a special kind of brand loyalty, perhaps. Yeah, which is really cool. Uh, it's actually one of the things I, I wanted for the company that, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of, of um, motorcycles and, and yeah. giant cars. And at one point they become collectibles. And uh, that was one of the goals I had when people would actually maybe at one point start to collect our skates mm. uh, just as like something to have. Um, and we actually have some customers. Um, there's a couple in the U.S. and a couple in, uh, in Abu Dhabi that actually uh, just buy the skates, but don't they don't, they don't use them, uh, which is fun. Uh, it's like I'm watching um, on Netflix. There's the new show about FBI and serial killers called Mindhunter, and um, you know, there's like serial killers have their thing about shoes. Maybe they'll yeah. be. <laughs> Okay, so you tell me. I have a, a Julian Bar uh, skate. What am I missing out on? You tell me why I need to buy a Russell Day or, or the next thing. What what do I miss out on with a Julian Bar yeah. skate? The the blue one, the dark blue. Well, this was a custom one. So, like the um the badging on the back is like a, a bright green, and and the rest of the sh uh, the, the the leather is a um. Uh, it's kind of like a, uh, a sort of a dusky grey sort of. So it's must someone must have custom ordered the colours with you. Uh, is it black? 
gray? Yeah, kind of black and gray, yeah. What, what the pair you have is actually yeah. a prototype. Uh, the pair is what belonged to Dan Collins before uh-huh. uh, we shared okay. him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, it's actually a prototype I made myself. So uh, it's probably worth the most out of how many hours are in the boot. <laughs> um, Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because. This this skate was actually the prototype for uh, testing the new things on the Russell Day. Okay. So the shell, the shell is made completely different, uh, which could be a good thing or a bad thing because we were still testing at this point. Yeah. Um, so it's a full carbon shell, and now we went over to Diolen, uh, Diolen with a carbon finish. So Diolen is a military grade fiber, which is seven times stronger than uh, Kevlar. And it's only been out for a year or two, and we got our hands on, on these fibers. So um, we started working with these because they have a bit more flex in the, in, in the shell, so they can also withstand more force and, and all that stuff. So, but you have a special pair. Uh, I didn't know you had those, actually. I uh, wonder how they made their way to Australian blade trade and then to me. That's an interesting story. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad you have them because uh, it was kind of an argument uh, with them, to be honest. Um, because in every other sport, if you get prototypes, you're not allowed to sell those. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and these are. are I, I know the guy who bought them first. Mm. Um, so I told them as as well, like, I'm glad you have them so they have a good home. Oh, good. Um, well, they're getting a lot of love from me. Well, that's great. <laughs> that's good to hear, actually. Oh, very uh, good. Yeah. Um, but what, what changed? Um, I think from the pair you have, that's hard to say um, because we tried out different stuff in, in those skates. Um, How about the... Um, would would the um would this, there be any changes? Would these be version two or version three sole plates? Uh, you have version two. I think you have the M six type big mm. bolts in there. Six yeah. mount, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the latest version. Mm. Um, but we're upgrading it again. Uh, it will be out, I think, next month. Yeah. Um, so the the upgrades are, are pretty cool for next year actually. Um, okay. Next year, uh, more hardware updates. Um, so I'm not gonna say too much. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, there's slightly bigger wheels involved. Um, so yeah, that's maybe the only thing I can say right now. Yep. Um, so yeah, the Stealth will be able to maybe or maybe not use bigger wheels. But who knows? Um, who knows? Sources close to Adapt Brand say that maybe or maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, I can tell um, you things that you already know because you're making the skates this way anyway, but I, I love how fast the sole plates are. Um, yeah. that, that's a really pleasant experience. I love uh, I love how tight and firm the boot is. I feel like all the power I put into the boot goes all the way down to the ground. I'm not losing yeah. things in between. Um, I it feels to me. I don't know if this is a deliberate thing, but it seems the um the the backslide groove is 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 not especially big, but it it means that I feel like I'm 
really using my boot when I do Royale yep. tricks instead of sitting in some tube, some hole on the yep. side of my boot. I really like that. That feels um, a nice feeling. And yeah. and I, I love the experience. I, th- I, I, um, I put on Instagram how I skated five kilometers to a skate spot last week and it mm-hmm. felt like I was in 80 millimeter urban skates. And then just, yeah. just before this interview, I saw an old advertisement you guys put in BMAG, which was saying exactly this. A lot of what people like about power blades is really just riding flat and... Um, yeah. And so, so the the symmetric frame and and the the sixty four sixties down is um mm-hmm. is is it. I've had no problems grinding, but I just it's. I feel like I'm skating a whole lot more um, in between. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's with adapters the complete package. To be honest, um, it's hard to explain this to people, and it also would take a lot of time to explain it because you kind of have to experience it. Um, because the way we make the skate, there is no faster skate as towards an aggressive um, as the way how it feels. And that's because of how the fibers are laid up, how the cuff works uh, on the inside. Um, so it all works together. And then going with a flat frame, it makes it feel like a very fast skate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we are limited within aggressive because we need to use more padding um, because you're doing tricks with it and it should be okay, comfortable as well. Um, as for instance, with the hyperskate is full on um, like power transfer. Um, yeah. And it's hard to explain this to a lot of people because if you, if you're coming from, for example, uh, razors, not not to say anything bad about razors, like uh, mm-hmm. every company has its right to to be there and support our industry actually, um, but it's such a big difference um, as how the skate is. Um, so if somebody comes from razors, they could be disappointed in the first week with an adapt, or be totally like blown away with it um, it's all how you how you set it up and how you think about how skating should be it's, um, I came I came from skating razors to skating adapt and it reminded me of going from squake from quad skating to rollerblading for the first time yeah, um, yeah. that that feeling of um, you know when you first put on inline skates and you feel like you have all the maneuverability of a, an yeah. ice skate except on wheels it, it it felt like that, but 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 it you know it also had the nice. Um, it feels more like wearing an ice skate than fairing. You know, an, a razor's boot feels like a ski boot, but a, yeah. an adapt skate yeah. feels like a an ice skate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is yeah, correct. It, it's it's like really responsive, yeah. and I think that's what I like within my own skating. Um, I always wanted to have a boot that just does what I want. If I know, sometimes me and Olga test other skates for fun, like we mm. try on different skates, and we're always limited as to what they're marketing it. Like, um, it doesn't mean if you make a low skate that it will be stable, mm. because the materials you use add up, like to how good the skate is, and. Um, for me and Olga, it's always like when we try other skates, it's like they always feel slow every time. 
the same within the fitness or, or um, urban uh, skates, they also feel slow. Even if they're marketed as a real high-end brand, mm. they still slow. And that's just because of um, cheaper foams being used or, you know, they cut corners at yeah. some point because they're big companies and they have to. Yeah. And we don't have to cut corners. So, yeah, I think that's the, the main difference in our brand is just whatever we want to do and make the experience better for ourselves yeah. is what we will do. Well, I'm, so, glad, I'm glad you do it. It's wonderful. Do you have any advice to people who um, uh, uh, would be interested in starting a business, I mean, an inline skating business or any business, what, what's advice for entrepreneurs? The first advice is you have to be passionate, really passionate, because nobody is benefiting from a company that doesn't have passion. Like these days, it's not about big numbers anymore. Uh, times are changing, actually. And uh, I think within Adapt, we, we kind of noticed this really fast that it's not about going to China and making 100,000 pairs of skates and selling them and um, putting them on sale. No, it's more about the experience that the customer gets. So it's really important these days with social media um, that the customer feels like he's, he, he's the king of the world, basically. And whatever you're building is going to be for one of those people. And they should have the feeling that they're special and they're writing something special. Because in the end, that's that's what passion is about. You know, if, if you can get, pay that forward, if you can give that to that feeling to other people, yeah, I think that's the best thing you can do. Um, so, and then the, the real truth about working within this industry is um, it is possible, but it is really hard. Um, it, it's not easy, but you know, me and Olga, we figured it out from the start. Like, we our intentions were never to live from this, so we basically both had full time jobs on the side, um, and that was all to make sure that Adapt would not like be paying two people when we could use that money to make our brand better and, and stronger. So, and so is that the secret? People, I mean, you've been going what five, six, seven? How long? How many years with Adapt? Uh, we're working on Adapt nine years now. Nine but years. It's been on the, it's been on the market for seven. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. but the first years were just behind, like behind the the curtain, uh, working yeah. on on, on this, yeah, making skates. And, and so the funny thing is, we wanted to make a wheel first. Huh. <laughs> so, it's been like totally different, the opposite way. We wanted to create a wheel first, then a frame, and then a skate. And we did it backwards. So we first created the skate, then the frame, and then the wheels, yeah. which were fun. But, yeah. yeah. And so it's the secret to going that long? Because, I mean, the thing is, because you've gone so long, you're still doing mm -hmm. it. That That's really where the impact comes because, as you said, you improve the product, you respond to feedback, you um, yeah. and, and passion's the secret. That's how you go the distance? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And mm -hmm. I think close connection to the customers uh, also. You cannot please any, everybody. Yeah. Uh, like we had our arguments and 
uh, some people are just not to be, I don't know, they're never happy. Mm. So, but we do have a, a real good customer base that like stays with Adapt. And I think the, the respect is mutual. Like, um, we don't take it for granted. Yeah. Um, so yeah. every model we, we do, we try to actually make upgrades. There's actually um, Casey Girardi who had like a really good section on Adapt. Yeah. He got the Dominic Wagners. And uh, at one point we told him after this section, we said like, hey, you want free skates? Because that section was amazing. And it was one of my personal favorite sections in, in a long time. Um, and then he basically said, no, I'm fine. Like the skates are still good. I don't need them at this, like, at this point. Um, but then he had like a slight problem with the padding. And uh, so we sent him a, a pair of the Russell Days. Um, and they had like a year in between. And he actually wrote us a letter saying how it is possible to, the skate looks the same, but it feels like 100% different mm. in a good way. <laughs> and for me, that was one of the highlights uh, of like hearing this because all the work we put in, not a lot of people, like USD would make a new skin and that's it. And it would feel the same. Like we don't, we don't do that. We, we have used the skin from the stealth for a couple of years now and the internals have changed like all the time and it makes it feel totally different so, yeah that's yeah. great that's great um uh if there was a single common complaint that uh, that you hear or you read about uh, that you'd want to correct what what's what's a common complaint about people coming to the adapt skate and then saying i don't like this what's what would be one of the most common ones that you would want to answer i need a cuff <laughs> uh-huh. that's that's the one that like was from the beginning it's actually people now are, are used to it but that was the first thing everybody said i need a cuff like they said they're cool but i need a cuff the the problem is um actually a cuff do they mean to flex or is that what they're saying I think it's just because they were used to having a cuff okay. in every state. It's, it's more of like they didn't trust it because it, it didn't have a cuff. Well, it does have a cuff, but it doesn't have a hinged cuff. Mm. Uh, so the reason why we came up with the design of not using a hinged cuff is because actually uh, if you look at the internals of the foot uh, with the muscles, it's actually one of the uh, worst ways to treat your foot under impact is to have a hinge cuff um, and that's how why you feel it so fast as well because it absorbs more energy um, while doing gaps or whatever um, if you would have a cuff the cuff would use the energy but it doesn't give it back yeah um, it's also the way like people are complaining like my feet hurt or when I get out of bed everything is like making a cracking noise whatever that's because our feet has have been like abused <laughs> all these years um, because of two like uh, subtle skates actually um, yeah and that's one of the things I, I really thought through and wanted to change but it took us a long time for people actually to like see it and or feel it 
and yeah, see yeah. What, what, what the idea was behind. So yeah, I think at this point, people either love it or they, they have their own opinion about it. Sure. But I'm really glad you're saying you can feel the difference in how fast it reacts. And uh, uh, I feel yeah. like I get. F I mean, I know it's also riding flat gives extra speed, but I feel like yeah. I can accelerate without lifting my feet off the ground. Just with doing a yeah. slalom motion, I get yeah. this great. Which means I can land from a grind and collect speed almost by landing. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, and I, I just tried skating. Um, some vert bowl the other day in them and and works really well in a in a vert situation too you know it just, yeah. yeah just don't feel like i need to pump in quite the same I, yeah, as you say sure. because the hinge is not you know the hinge cuff is not yeah. in the way yeah yeah it's, it's actually yeah it's a it's an uh, we call it a natural forward flex because that's why we do not have a buckle we, we have a leather strap or or a vegan strap yeah and it it's is a more natural way of absorbing the energy when you land yeah. uh, instead of a, a, a buckle. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I like the lacing. I mean, that's the rims too do that, don't they? The, the closure system with laces right up to the very top. Is yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. you can use the laces as well. Actually, yeah. the, the, the strap is more of a, how do you say it, um, mental mm -hmm. <laughs> barrier to keep you safe but uh, Julian Basket it just with the laces mm -hmm. and he does all these gaps with no problems yeah um, yeah um, and final question Peter uh, this has been really great it's really interesting that my experience matches your design that's nice isn't it it's nice to go here's, here's <laughs> yeah, the things I notice and you say exactly and there's there's reasons for these things that I don't need to I think it's like drinking a good wine you drink a good wine you don't know why it's good but you know it's good <laughs> And I think it's maybe the same thing. I, I know I'm skating something good and I'm having these experiences and you're there going, there's reasons why and um, I, I don't need to understand the reasons why for me to enjoy the end result. Um, my final question yeah. was, how does, how does a, a skater know whether they should bother with the heat moulding process? Um, I would say if you, we, we changed a lot in the last year towards the fit. So we made the top a bit wider, we made some areas a bit wider where people would complain and they had to heat mold. Um, so if they are good out of the box, um, I would su suggest just put them in uh, put them in the oven and then bring them up to like a nice heat. But they have to read the website for it because sure. so many people did it wrong. It's not like baking a pizza or whatever. <laughs> um, well, yeah, there, there's been some cases. But, oh, dear. Uh, what, yeah. Um, Take your so, souls off to start. Yeah, yeah. Just go through the entire process on the website. Yeah. And I would recommend heat molding it uh, the first time just because it makes it feel, the overall feel is like you have them for two weeks already. So they're basically skated in. If you have real problems with pressure points, for example, you have uh, really wide ankles or, or, or something else, um, you can actually press out pieces of the shell, but it needs to be done with, with care. Like it's not, you're working with a really technical uh, fiber and it's actually the resin that is heat moldable. It's never the carbon, because carbon or, or glass fiber or Kevlar is not heat moldable. It's just a structure that keeps the resin in its place. 
And I think people need to realize this, that uh, it's the resin that it does all the work. Um, so when they are heat molding it and they're pressing towards something, it's possible if you are like a dumbnut and you just keep <laughs> pressing on, on one point, you can crack the fiber under when it's hot. Um, so you can go to the point of no return. Only that point is pretty far, but people have done it. Um, and that's, yeah, it's always sad to, to see people not taking care of their um, skates. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I've, I've never had any problems, to be honest. And the people that actually do care have ne never had any problems. Uh, but I would only heat mold just to make them personally, like, best towards your foot uh, when you buy it new. And then otherwise is just if you really have a pressure point. Um, yeah, that's it. But even if they fit perfect when they're new, don't bother even. Like if the fit is good, that's the point. That's that's what it's all about. If it's good, it's good. Um, so you don't have to do like weird stuff to it. But I think people, I work in ice skating and people just want to heat mold. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the word turbo in the 80s. Everybody wanted a turbo on their coffee machine. <laughs> um, like, yeah, it's a turbo. It's not a turbo. And now it's the same with heat molding. Every skate is heat moldable. No, it's not. It's it's not. Like, 95% is lying about it. Uh, yeah. Um, but it should be done with care. That's the only thing. It should be done with care and if it's needed. Uh, yeah. That's, that's basically it. Well, thanks very much for your time, Peter, and thank you uh, again for what you and Olga both do with, with Adapt Brand and Symmetrics because I think you've got many, many happy users out there and I think a larger group of admirers who um, may not have yet gotten to becoming um, uh, rolling on Adapt but, but look on and love what you do. And it's it's so cool that it's you guys are skaters and you're doing it for passion and um, uh, yeah you've made it all the, all the way to Australia and um, and I'll I'll definitely be back I'll be knocking on your door again man I'm really loving him and um, cool. it, we're just going into summer now and so um, there's yeah. going to be a lot of skating happening down here in the um uh, with these um uh, with these prototype. Dan Collins skates that you may or may not be happy about me having ended up with, but uh, I'm going to I enjoy them. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I really appreciate it, man, and I hope that we cross paths sometime again. Cool. Yeah, it was nice to talk with you, and uh, yeah, hit me up if you need anything or some advice. Or... Yeah, man. We're right. always here. Brilliant. Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps. 